Welcome to the Wealth Building Made Simple podcast. Today, in an Ask Philip segment, Philip talks about Bitcoin and crypto Q&A, part one. Philip Washington Jr. is a registered investment advisor. Information presented is for educational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any specific securities, investments, or investment strategies. Investments involve risk and, unless otherwise stated, are not guaranteed. Be sure to first consult with a qualified financial advisor and or tax professional before implementing any strategy discussed herein. Past performance is not indicative of future performance. And now... Here's Philip. All right. We are back with another episode of Wealth Building Made Simple Friday Ask Philip se- session. And this session actually was inspired. I did uh, two seminars, virtual seminars, back to back. You know, one with Samsung, one with Raytheon about crypto and Bitcoin. And the Q&A section was a lot of questions. I didn't get to answer all the questions. And so I promised um, the, the, the participants that I would... So send me all the questions that we didn't get to cover. I would put them on episodes of my podcast. But here's the deal. This is part one on my podcast. And part two will be on About Mansfield podcast with uh, Steve Casillo. And so we're doing that live right, right after this one. But it'll also be on Apple Podcast, all the major platforms, once we post it on the actual podcast later. So make sure you check that out to hear the other sets of questions Um so we'll go right into it. So first question is, what's the difference between investing and gambling? And they're talking about it in the context of crypto, Bitcoin. But the rule also applies to stocks and anything else that you uh, invest in that's liquid that you can trade in and out of. Uh, because there's a lot of folks that are that are trading. And I'm not, uh, you know, uh, the difference between investing versus gambling, right, uh, and for sake of simplicity, I'm going to also include trading as investing, assuming uh, that you meet the definition of being an investor when we're talking about investing versus gambling, right? So gambling, in my mind, is putting your money into something without a process or a system and not knowing what you're doing. So you're you're basically looking on chat forums, asking different people, investing in things based on exterior points of views with no process of uh, uh, for yourself to vet the investment, know if it's good and when you're going to get in and out of it, right? You don't have any sort of selection process. So it's okay to find different ideas from other people and run it through your process. That's that's investing. That's how people get ideas. It's gambling when you have no process. You just take whatever and invest in it because XYZ said it was the thing to do, right? That's That's gambling. Next question. Outside of Bitcoin, what other crypto assets do you like? Uh, I'm going to preface it with, I think there's going to be a lot of cryptocurrencies that are going to be around for a long time. Uh, for different use cases, it's, 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 a, it's great tech. Uh, there's a difference between store of value and utility, right? So let's use the U.S. dollar. The U.S. dollar still has a utility as a uh, good unit of account. We still trade in it. Uh, still pretty good. And you guys have heard me for a while bash the dollar as a store of value, meaning I don't consider like the dollar is not a good place to store your wealth for the long term because it gets inflated away over time. But it still has a utility in a unit of account, like what we use, uh, uh, what we use as a measure to how we pay for things. Um, and so 
when I invest my my money into something or I advise clients to invest their money into something, for me, it needs to be a good store of value over the time period that we're investing in in my analysis. And at the current moment, you know, you know, with my five, 10 year view, I only feel comfortable with Bitcoin as a store of value for my money. So hope that answers the question. Again, it's not saying nothing else is going to be a good store of value. Nothing else is going to be around, blah, blah, blah. I'm just saying the other stuff is gambling because there's um, it's a lot of froth. There's no clear winners. Um, it's, you know, super new. Something a lot of, I mean, a big chunk of them I think are not going to have any value over the long term, but that's separate from utility. Next question. Uh, what backs cryptocurrencies? And my response to that is, what backs the dollar? You know, and and that that you know that's a you know smart aleck thing. But no, so um, but you know, but seriously, most people don't realize that the dollar is not backed by anything. You know, uh, one one at you know one professional I know, they were like, yeah, well, you know, the dollar is backed by gold, and I was like, the dollar hasn't been backed by gold since 1971. Um, but then let's take it a step further. <laughs> what is gold backed by? You know, so when people are saying, what is something backed by? What they're saying is, what they're really saying is, why is it valuable? What holds its value? Scarcity. You know, so scarcity. Uh, the, you know, the example is if, you know, milk, <laughs> you know, try to find milk in stores right now. It's difficult, right? And so milk is becoming uh, a valuable um, commodity because it's, it's tough to find. So when there's scarcity, something it becomes more valuable. It's a universal principle. Uh, gold is the scarcest element on the element table. That's why for thousands of years it's been a good store of value. Uh, uh, the U.S. dollar has been printed aggressively and more aggressively over time. It's losing its scarcity and losing its value. Bitcoin, there's only going to be 21 million. And for all, for all intents and purposes, um, that number is pretty impossible to to change, right? Unless, you know, I'm not going to explain that in any in, in answer. But 21 million is the number. Not going to be more any more Bitcoin uh, created, uh, and that that makes it uh, extremely scarce. There's no corporation. There's no centralized group of people who can control that number or manipulate that number. And so that's what creates scarcity. And the question the question you want to ask are if there's a fixed number of something. And then you and then you go into the future and you say, are more people going to want to store their value in this? And there's a fixed number. That's where you get number go up, right? If there's a neighborhood that everybody wants to live in, or that's a nice neighborhood that nobody knows about, that has limited availability of homes, as more people know about it, right, the value of those homes go up. That's that's what creates uh, value. Next question: When will the Fed hike rates, and will it affect crypto? Prices. So they're talking about potential Fed uh, hikes in March. Nobody knows if the Fed is going to rate, hike rates in March. The Fed doesn't even know if they're going to hike rates uh, in March. They were supposed to hike this past month and they didn't. Um, so we'll get to March. They'll assess the situation and they'll decide what they're going to do, uh, if they're going to do it. Now, my analysis is if you freeze the world today and then this was the rate hike day in March, and they decide to rate hikes, then yeah, that's that's not great for asset prices all over because it's tightening supply of money in the system. In a, and when you have a system that's already over-indebted uh, and there's not a lot of growth, and then you pull money out, that makes you know numbers go down, all things being equal. And so uh, you know, you, you, 
money supply or liquidity, right? Uh, here's a here's one of my favorite quotes from one of the best investors of all time. His name is Stanley Druckenmiller. He is, uh, in my opinion, the goat. Uh, it's liquidity that moves markets. Liquidity means amount of money. So if you can pay attention to liquidity, which is the nurse that we do, like looking at yield curves or the treasury rates or euro-dollar futures, um, then you can you can kind of understand liquidity. Lots of liquidity, great for asset prices. Not a lot of liquidity, not great for asset prices. And so that's, oh, wait, let me put the follow-up on that is when is a good time to invest, right? Despite that, whatever the Fed's going to do, I don't really care because I have a price target for Bitcoin, which I mentioned is the one I like right now for five and 10 years from now. And as long as it's below that price target of mine, uh, I'm buying it. So if, 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 if the Fed hike rates and it goes down further, great, I'm buying some more until it hits my price target, which, you know, which I believe a realistic Bitcoin price over the next decade is over a million dollars. And so I'm buying at prices up to that point, right? I'm not saying, I'm not, I'm not saying it's guaranteed. I'm not saying it's right. I'm saying my analysis of where I think the price is going to be is that. So I don't really care what the Fed does in the long term, in the short term, because I got a long term point of view. All right, next question. Should I invest in mining pools? Um, that's above my pay grade. Uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm intrigued with the idea of Bitcoin mining. Um, uh, I can't say I've done the analysis on if it's better to invest in Bitcoin mining yourself, do a mining pool versus owning the, uh, the currency. Um, I've listened to a lot of other folks and they've done it for diversification purposes and just to understand it from an intellectual standpoint. So I actually don't, I don't have an opinion. Um, on that on that answer got to do more research on that last question how do i know when to buy and sell bitcoin or crypto um going back to the question before that you need to be investing instead of gambling you need to have a process which allows you to develop a time frame and a uh in a relative price target uh, or a directional price target uh, based on circumstances, again, that price target changes, the information changes, um, you know. But you 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 buy when it's cheap, and you sell when it's expensive, right? And I know that may sound like a you know smart aleck you know comment, but just like if you were to do the work and you were to research a home in a neighborhood in an area that you like, you would figure out the comps and you would figure out what a underpriced home was and an overpriced home was for what you were in the area, you got to do that for your investments, right? And if you can't, then you're you're gambling, not investing, which goes back to question number one. So I hope this helps uh, fill in some gaps for you. Uh, part two, we are doing on the About Mansfield podcast. It's on every major platform. Uh, so check that out. We're going live on that here in a second. But again, we'll drop those episodes on uh, the YouTube, the, the about Mansfield YouTube channel, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all the major platforms. Subscribe to Wealth Building Made Simple Podcast on Apple Podcasts if you have not. And please leave us a review if you can. And we also have a YouTube channel as well. Uh, by the way, for you Facebook uh, people, you can actually now listen to podcasts on the little Facebook app. So you can just stay in there and hang out and sh- create clips and share it and all that kind of stuff. So thank y'all for listening. Enjoy your week. If you are interested in having a review of your portfolio or to see how far on track you are with your retirement goals, Philip offers complimentary consults through his company, Stonehill Wealth Management. 
For more information, log on to StonehillWealthManagement.com forward slash talk. That's StonehillWealthManagement.com forward slash talk. Philip Washington Jr. is a registered investment advisor. Information presented is for educational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any specific securities, investments, or investment strategies. Investments involve risk and, unless otherwise stated, are not guaranteed. Be sure to first consult with a qualified financial advisor and or tax professional before implementing any strategy discussed herein. Past performance is not indicative of future performance.